Uh, I'm recording right now. Matt, do you want to clap? Not that it matters. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm Christopher Hooten. And I'm David Rapson. And for the next few minutes, we're living on coffee and flowers. Boxer makes me think of a time I was walking around New York City at four in the morning and having a conversation about you. So Dave, it's been almost a year since we decided to do this thing. Um, back mm-hmm. then, if I'd have said to you, if I'd have put just Boxer as an album out there to you, what would you have said it's about? It's it's hard to access that that mind state having just gone through it all, but I know how overly simplistic my answer would have been. Like I think I would have I would have highlighted a couple of um, choice moments as the as the overall theme. Like I think I would have said it was an album about relationships, and totally overlooked how much of it is actually more about the holistic uh, side of like I suppose what you'd call the human condition without wishing to sound too lofty is like it actually I back then I would have thought it's about a man and a woman if I had taken a more like cold look at it like oh it's 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 obviously about relationships but the truth of what we've uh, what we've gone through and what we've uh, looked at in Boxer is that it's actually more about the whole picture and and that's only one aspect of it yeah i think I, the same i probably would have said love it's about love or it's about relationships but it's, maybe it's partly because you often those are the bits that stand out to you know it's almost like you sort of memeify the album in your head down to these specific <laughs> passages or lyrics and the ones that tend to stand out do tend to be about that but yeah i think that's what i would have felt whereas now is a lot a lot more themes swirling around, whether it's like friendship, obviously being a big one we've talked about. Um, well, connections more generally, I suppose, um, which I suppose is a is a um, a synonym for relationships. But it's way more about the um, the truth of like how important connections are, rather than like pinning everything on like a uh, I suppose like a typical view of like what a relationship is. It's more about like the ugly truth and 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 the the warts and all facts of like what it's like to 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 try and connect with other people, and it's the it's the unpolished view of like what that actually looks like. I guess. Yeah, I wonder if maybe like you know you you do bring yourself to every album you you listen to, and that's what makes you draw on certain aspects. I wonder if wonder if maybe we. Because I know you and I are, you know, f- f- so fortunate to have friends that we we care about in big friendship circles, and that that's not like you know, well, well done us. You know, luck is as much a part of that as anything. Mm-hmm. And, th- and these things always change, and uh, you know, as people get older, these situations do change, and as people settle down, start families, it's you know, so we we never know where we're going to end up. But I think I wonder if maybe because we're we've been so lucky to rely on the our, our friendship and our other friendships that we hadn't considered this stuff as much before, and I think. Definitely going through green gloves made me think more about how much it must fucking suck to not have those people around you like that, you know? Hmm. Totally. I think that the one thing that looking at Boxer again has um, has given me is a bit of perspective to appreciate what I have. And we are very lucky to have, yes, our friendship, but also we're both people who, we, we both have quite a lot of like, we have we have a lot of friends around us and we're very, we are very lucky in that regard. And, yeah, just some of those more tender moments that talk about um, what it means to be alone and what it means to be missing 
uh, other people or to, or to not have a connection, to feel like a, you know, everyone can feel sometimes like a bit of a, a strange human state and like I feel isolated, I feel alone, I feel, you know, and that can feel really horrible. And um, I think that Boxer has made me appreciate more um, to look at the connections that I have and how to how to foster them. Sometimes with literal advice, you know, some of the tracks literally picked out and like, this is kind of how this is this is kind of how to crack it. Like, um, it's not so much a manual for life, but there are definitely moments where 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 Matt singing is very much a guide and very much like it feels like a an album of like experience and like I've I've had these experiences and this is what I can say for it. And the 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 paramount thing throughout Boxer, the thing that's always being chased and trying to be attained, is contentment and being with others and like and how to, how to get these relationships right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it makes me want to take better care of my existing relationships, like take them all apart, clean and polish all the screws, all the bolts, and then put them all, all back together again, which is a which is a great thing. And yeah, and then I think reaching out to people that don't have that as well, like I feel like we almost need like a lonely anonymous, you know, in in this world sometimes really. Like we when there are there are elderly people that, you know, people go and visit because they don't have anyone, but it's not just the elderly. There are people out there who don't have someone they can rely on, and I think it's important to make sure these people don't slip through the net and they're caught that reminds me of ada quite a lot and i know we, we talked about that um and and yeah just that reaching out to somebody that you may not necessarily feel uh so close as to reach out to ordinarily that's definitely something that's that shines through of boxer is like that, that these connections can be so important and um just the the initial effort of like sending a text or making a phone call can mean so much to to on a, on a really really deep level and I think this isn't just about the, the the sort of like the the typical male female relationship that I probably would have answered. It was about a year ago to your to your point earlier. Um, this is about like anyone, like somebody that you don't really know. I, I like we talked about. I don't think that the narrator necessarily knew Ada, but they were like mm. hoping that she finds her way, knows her way around. Like so, I I think that there's a great deal of revelry for like the um, oh, revelry I should say for like the importance of just like looking out and hoping the best for everyone yeah compassion and then yeah for be it a stranger or a, or a loved one compassion empathy you know they're, they're all good good words for connections and, uh, and and taking care yeah i think it, it's been really interesting for me like studying matt's process really like cl- closely like you know we're very fortunate to have had like Aaron and Peter to talk about the music and we need to shout out people like Padman Newsom who worked with the band and a lot of the orchestration, like the big fanfare in Fake Empire mm-hmm. and those strings in Squalor Victoria and um, Thomas Bartlett as well, who's a guy we, we didn't get around to talking about in the season, but has been was hugely influential on a lot of tracks. Mm-hmm. So there's all that. But yeah, I think, you know, we naturally are focused on the lyrics because I think that's, we're just two guys that we feel, feel more comfortable with that. And it's been, it's been really like, interesting like I, I think the one thing i've taken away from it is that really that like so much of songwriting is is not about making sense at all that in fact making sense is almost the opposite of what you want to do <laughs> in a way and that having things off kilter and random and slightly unintelligible can is what is what make what makes art good right this this is yeah this is definitely a good point like, about i was thinking about like so let's say we we wrote two poems. We've got poem A and poem B, okay. and they might be fine. If you just cut them all up, cut all the stanzas up, put them in a bowl, mix them around, and picked out some random parts, what you then have together might be better than what you originally 
intended because you've blended those themes and they don't quite connect and they don't might make sense and they feel like they're pulling in different directions that's like a good thing it's like did, i don't know if you ever read um t.s Eliot's the wasteland yeah, yeah where yeah. it bounces between like a pub conversation and then someone talking about like the earth and stuff and sometimes that like that whole kind of swirling feel just feels better and i think i think matt and corinne are both incredibly aware of that you know uh that literally is something that david bowie did he used hmm. to cut out bits of um, books or references that he liked, and he used to put them in a in a shoebox. And sometimes, creating songs, he would literally like piece them together like that. That's great. To 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 make the to try and to put words together that wouldn't naturally fit together, and then see what they make together. And I think that's something you're right that Matt and Corinne have done very well. There's there's a there's a masterful approach to songwriting that I've realised during this process that. Um, I really didn't realise quite how nuanced and clever some of these songs were. And there's almost like a, I don't want to say formula because that applies, it's too like scientific, but there's an approach that, that Matt takes to songwriting that Corinne views as she's like editing and working with, with them on that. Um, and it's like, everything has to be nuanced. There's, there's, there are these, there's an incredible respect for like making sure that the, each individual track comes across and gets exactly to the heart of how important that, that subject matter is, but then that all of these songs have to interact and fit together in a way that makes sense as a total body of work. And that's no easy thing, honestly. That's like, it's such a, a careful, careful process, but I've gained a lot more respect for that during this. And like, I think, I think there were some, there were some uh, moments where Matt sort of described it that, you know, in this point you, you need something a little bit more, um, humorous almost like some some mm. things sometimes you just needed to like break the level of seriousness with like a bit more of a um a, a, a slightly just lighten the tone a little bit and sometimes you're painting a scenario and it's 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 so vivid and and like halcyon that you have to just make it you have to make it realistic and go actually that isn't that great like for example in um apartment story it's about like hibernating and, and like trying to make make this cocoon where two people are going to be fine in the apartment and there's there's no question that there's but there's this balance to it where like the the lyrics of explore like that this is this isn't gonna actually work like this isn't this can't last forever yeah it's similar yeah similarly i always think of um in in green gloves how that seems like it's going to be such a focused song about about the theme then halfway through he just starts talking about how i'm like the best dancer slow dancer <laughs> in the universe like you you need that stuff it's hard to it's hard to explain why but it destructuring is like a really important thing i think in a way and talk on the on the music side of things i think there's an element of that it was it was funny speaking to aaron you know like i think we've i, I hope anyway that we've been good about not trying to think about as every single element of the music having like a purpose and feeding into some narrative. I like yeah. to think we haven't done that. But then even at the same time, hearing Aaron talk about how Guest Room wasn't a song and then him and Brian just kind of went away and found some bits that Matt had written. And it almost made me think, you know, what, what were we thinking trying to work through this song in like a, oh, well, man, now why are they gone here? Because <laughs> it was kind of, it was way more organic and just piecemeal than that. But I, I like that. It's, and, and it's good that they... I mean, I think part of that with Boxer was because they were working more to a deadline and I think now, you know, they have a lot more time to make sure every track is is honed and as perfect as can be. Mm. But there is also something to be said for just, like, being a little bit of jazz with it and just kind of throwing stuff around. 
I mean, to your point about like every other album being approached uh, probably more in a different way. I've become a lot more aware of like the time and place that Boxer represents, and it is very much a. Um, it's like a Boxer is like a, a a snapshot of this like. It's very. It's a very New York album, but also it's it's from being within New York. It's looking out and where else they could be. It's of a time, and we know like personally now like a lot more about what was going on at the time for these guys, you know, um, and and how and with their at their point in the career, you know, with what was going on with the record label and the fact that this was you know, almost a, a last roll of the dice to try and make this thing work. And it increases the, the the beauty of it for me that there was, like, there was a lot of stake personally, professionally, and these, like, beautiful things blossomed out of it. It almost means more. It definitely means more knowing all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's something we'll probably go on to discuss in future seasons, but it must be hard to recreate that when on the surface you know things things are never easier you're going to face challenges and these feelings are going to return all your life no matter where you are but when you haven't got when the like the devil is not on your back with all the stuff that was happening to them during boxer and it being a last chance when you have got the time and stuff it almost must be harder in a way to because those feelings maybe aren't quite as readily accessible but i think that'd be an interesting thing for us to speak about with future albums maybe um, I, I think, wonder. I was going to ask you this. I wonder, like, do you think we're we're guilty of avoiding political readings to an extent, just because it's something we don't we you know we, our interpretations tend to guide us more to other stuff. But why do you why do you think that is? Like, clearly, both of us have shied away from the politics side of things on this podcast, and I know that we do have a, more of an affinity with the the romance and the employment, perhaps. But why 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 are we ignoring politics as a topic? Do you think? I mean, maybe it's maybe it's just like a universality thing, you know. It's like as soon as you're making a piece of work with a, a political persuasion, it's 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 fundamentally dividing people into two camps, and you know, whichever way it leans, some people are going to agree with it, some people aren't, and some people are going to relate to it, and it's going to speak to them, and some people aren't. But you know, if you're talking about being broken up with, how to navigate life, how to navigate having enough funds and resources to keep yourself alive this is stuff that every single human being can relate to so i guess it that's why i i that's why those are the elements i appreciate in art no i get that i, th- I think that's that's well said and like what what boxer does well is deal with big subjects but in a in a way that is accessible it doesn't it doesn't name bush in fake empire right but yeah. it, 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 it it talks about it in a way that even if you've I, I bet there are people who uh, have listened to boxer who have no idea of the political context whatsoever there are probably the majority of yeah. people who have no idea of the political context and it's still so accessible because it's not talking about Republicans and the situation with America in a globalised sense, it's talking about the fear and the anxiety that's associated with that. And those are far bigger topics. So whatever my given reading of Boxer is and your given reading of Boxing is, of Boxer is, there's always a bigger picture that's way more accessible because everybody has these completely like different interpretations. Yeah, I think for me, like, I was thinking about this and I was like, am, am I just being like really apathetic? But... I think I'm I'm really interested in politics, but I don't I don't always particularly like it in art. I like those those two things are quite distinct for me, and that's and that's no offense to the the band and obviously their their aspirations to to make something that does does speak to politics. But just it's just a personal tasting for me. I I I like to read into these 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 personal moments and 
yeah, relatable moments rather than about politics. But you just reminded me of a very, um, uh, a very interesting conversation I had when I was probably about thirteen years old. Great. This <laughs> <laughs> has come out of nowhere. Just but um, when I was when I was yeah about I guess it would have been about that age. Um, opposite me lived Lou Froy. Do you remember Lou Froy, lead singer of Captain Everything? So Captain Everything, for those who don't know, were a <laughs> Watford punk band, or it's pop, yeah, yeah, pop punk, I guess. But excellent, like I used to love those guys. And um, me and a couple of pals were like, a sorry, excuse for a teenage band. We like put a few bits together, like literally a drum kit, a guitar, and some crappy like lyrics that meant nothing. And I'd gone over to Lou's house and knocked on his door because he was a lead singer of Captain Everything. And I was like, um, and I, we had, you know, literally the artwork we'd done with felt tip pens. And I was, I went over to ask him, how do you put the album sleeve in this like plastic CD case that I've purchased? And he was so supportive that I was doing about, he was like, oh, Dave, that's so cool, man. That's great. What's your band called? What's this and that? And he asked me the rest. He said, so what, uh, what do you guys write about? And I said, um, uh, love. Because, like, when you were a kid, that's, that was the view of music. We thought we had to write love songs. And he was like, what? But you don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what, what should we write about? And he was like, I don't know, what makes you angry? Do you, do you like school or do you not like school? I was like, uh, sometimes it's all right. He was like, talk about school, man. Sing about school. If it pisses you off, sing about it. And I sort of left there feeling so foolish and, like, kind of, uh, why did we write about love songs? And I guess that's where I'm, I'm reflecting on, like, I'm with you. I don't I don't choose to pick um political songs, but I like songs about truth and I think that the time and place that like the band and Matt and Karim were at was was such a, a place of anger and they were really, you know, writing or not maybe not anger, that's the wrong word, but like frustration with the country, the situation, the feeling of helplessness and feel the feeling of needing to hide away from that. You know, this is this is probably speaking to Fake Empire more than more than most other tracks, right? It's like there was a there was a situation that you can't deal with, and it's so overwhelmingly horrific out there that you have to sort of find an incubated space that you're going to make it okay. I I think actually that's a that's a huge theme that we've seen evolve, right? Is like how do you make a situation okay? How do you or how do you make your own version of okay? And I think that it's, it's, you're right, it's certainly something that we haven't explored that much in this pod because you and I are not political journalists and we don't necessarily have all the facts, so we, we, we wouldn't want to be out of our depth there. But we know enough to know that there was some very, it was a very difficult time to be um, a democratic American who wanted the best for that country in that regard. And those feelings of helplessness are totally identifiable. So if we don't, hopefully it's still valid to not explore the political themes. And actually what we've explored more is the feelings, the feeling of helplessness that sometimes comes with political situations. I mean, that I, I definitely feel like that's what we're going through right now. Like, like fucking Brexit and Trump and these horrible things that like, honestly, each person feels like we can, we have no effect on that. Like, that's probably a great deal why we're in this in the first place is not enough people voted against this, not enough people voted against that. But then also once you're in that shitty situation, I can't fix this. So what do you do? You sort of have to try and make that world where it's okay. And, and we do that, you know, psychologically, we, we know that's from a protective state. We do that to try and protect ourselves and make sure that everything's okay. Yeah, and actually, that's something that Box does so well is explore all that, how to do that, and what it's like to do that, and almost like advice for like when when you're a human being in this world, 
there are going to be situations where it can be so overwhelming and frightening and you don't really want to you don't want to live in that world sometimes so here are some songs about what you can do yeah what do you know about love that's a great question i'm going to start i need to use that more <laughs> what do you know about love i think when you when you mentioned it being about truth though i think that's that's something that that takes in everything that takes in love that takes in friendship that takes in politics mm. truth is like is is a big thing yeah um we we talked a lot obviously a lot about professionalism in it that was a the word professional i think corinne said that stood out to her when she thought about boxer i think maybe separately to the podcast but then it's tied in nicely i've been thinking about that a lot lately and like kind of what a fucked up deal it is that we've all struck you know these these five day working weeks um oh man totally it's a lot of it's a lot of our time that we just really like well, that's the done thing okay listen yeah that makes sense well, I'll, I'll spend most of my time and yeah i i don't know it's, it's made me it, think so i i just i think about how arbitrary it is like I think the five-day working week came about in the 20s. Henry Ford was right. like, I'm going to shut down factories on Saturdays and Sundays. Then everyone slowly sort of followed followed his lead. And that was it. That's the reason we all work five days a week, for just that arbitrary reason. And it's, I don't know. And it's it's heartening, I guess, seeing the, you know, the, the National have worked hard to try and get out of, that, out of that loop. It's interesting that, you know, we've talked about the fact that we haven't covered... Uh, politics, because perhaps it's not something that you and I are, are, are versed in, and perhaps it's, it's almost sometimes seen as like a dry subject to cover in, the, in discourse. But one of the biggest themes of Boxer that the National writes about so well is employment. <laughs> like that's not a natural um, uh, to, to Lou Freud's point, though, from Captain Everything. That is what they knew about, and they were really, you know, that's a good advice for any writer: is write about what you know. And yeah, and certainly looking through this um, this album as we have it's made me think more about like how I think about my own employment and what I do and that the deal that you give to take that money home and what, what do you give up for that and maybe there's, to- a, there's a line on um, I always think of on Theory of the Crows in the first album traded my daylight for a career it's a, it's a powerful yeah yeah that, uh, that that ties quite into all these lines like you know we miss being ruffians and like we you know we used to there's a lot of there's a lot of looking at Halcyon days, um, not just in Boxer, but across the, the the albums of like, we used to be this and now we're that. And, and that's, you know, if we're talking about what topics we can explore truthfully, you know, everyone in the National can talk about how they felt like transitioning into adult life and that uh, another unelegant, that another uninnocent, elegant fall into the unmagnificent lives of adults. Like that's such an articulation you know it's such a it's such a poignant thing that i think that the first time i heard that it floored me <laughs> it was like yeah that because that's what i'm striving n- not to be i, th- I think that of, of all the things that have affected me from boxer not just in this time of talking about it with you on this podcast but since i first heard bo- uh, boxer that's one of the things that's been most with me is like i don't want to be an unmagnificent adult i want to work out what do i do to make sure that the the, the parts within me and my brain that I think allow me to live a magnificent life. How do I tap into that? And definitely the biggest enemy of that is employment. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the fact that I have to, um, and that's not to even like the detriment or, or I'm not even like putting down my job. I, I really love my job, but I have to get up every morning and go and do it. And it, it involves, you know, getting a train and, you know, standing on the London underground. And I think, you know what though, I think, We've spoken about this before that like there's a way you can go about doing those things that you have to do in a more 
honest way you know like we were saying once that we should change in, in an email it shouldn't be signed off best regards it should be signed off just a reminder that all of this is pointless you know? <laughs> if, if everyone made that their sign off we'd all have a better day and it's you know a lot of things like that oh that's so nice <laughs> yeah let's sometimes remember to like break down the the the, the things that make it grey the things that make it all dull and boring like fuck them you don't have to follow this and that it can be little things like just deciding I, I think that we've come on huge leaps and bounds in the past like 10 maybe like 20 years I don't know in, there's a lot more um, it's a lot more okay to like wear what you want right if there's one thing about like the characters in um, Mistaken for Strangers is I always think they're like uniformed right they're kind of like all wearing the same thing trudging to work and I, I, I quite like being able to like wear a band t-shirt and some jeans at work and that's cool and, and somebody and you can spot a conversation that way but yeah, I love I love your your email example about just like because isn't there something so horrible about about writing best regards when it's like totally banal? Yeah, you 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 devalue the actual you devalue regards <laughs> by by using them so like loosely and like yeah, why the hell do we feel the need to like sign off every email with that? Yeah, and then I guess I'm just not to be devil's advocate, but I guess. But that's what kind of boxer is about, is about always then thinking of there's always another side to it. Maybe when we do make the workplace more informal, we're kind of doing this bargain where we're like, hey, it's, it's now it's OK that I'm staying till the, off, the office until 11 o'clock at night because, look, I've got a ping pong table and shit. And that's you've got to be careful of that, too, I guess. But I, I, albums started me making making me think about nudge theory a lot. Oh, you know, wow. The idea of just just small, small little things and small little changes that can can improve your life because of course there aren't big one size fits all answers but yeah you get a lot of little bits of advice that can can help you along the way it's interesting like um i suppose you know when i listened to album before just walking along and you know your mind tunes in for a bit and then you're more thinking about the music and you're not concentrating the lyrics or then you're you're literally thinking about something else going going through it like more sequentially obviously I, I don't think it's a, a narrative album or like a concept album there's just as you know some unifying thing between all the tracks but um i do think it kind of explores all the different options that one might take in the pursuit of happiness so you know hmm. it's, we start off with in fake empire in fake empire with people young people on a night out and then we go through in mistaken for strangers and the squad of victoria into, into the workplace and in slow show we come out to a party and then we're not happy there either and then we think about let's go and meet up with the person we love and then that seems good and then in apartment story we see like yeah that's good but also that can be kind of like uh claustrophobic as well um so i think that's a, a theme of the album and then obviously in it, it it not finding an answer to that, not stri- striving to find an answer. It doesn't arrive at, oh, okay, yeah, we found it. But at the same time, gospel does have this moment of catharsis where I don't think for a second it's being like, this is this is everything we should be aspire to, but you do kind of have a feeling of set, like a, a, a nice settling feeling there. I feel so. I, th- I think that the, one of the first lines in the out, maybe the first line, is about like, you can do anything, but you have to do it running. And gospel is about stopping. Yeah. You know, that's like a, it's like a, there's, I, I agree that we shouldn't see the album as a, as a concept piece that sort of goes this, then this, then this, but there is definitely a beginning and definitely a destination. And the beginning is frantically trying to do everything and, and be this guy that just doesn't have to stop and think. And actually the last part of the album and the resolve and the destination is just sitting in a garden with a loved one with a nice icy drink. And it's like, 
it does feel like between those two points, we explored a lot of attempts at catharsis and ways in which to deal with like these these tricky situations of being an adult. And ultimately, I love how simple the resolve is. The, the actually, before we went down this journey, Gospel probably wouldn't have even ranked in my like high up at all in my same favorite national tracks. But I've come to really adore it for for its meaning and what what it means as the final track on Boxer. Yeah. And I agree with you that Boxer is an album that's really about different ways of approaching life, different complicated aspects of life that we all face, the the deal that we make to, to make some money and be someone in this life and the importance of relationships and how, how we feel when we, un, we, under, we undervalue them or underestimate them, how how it's possible to be in a relationship with someone and how, how to carefully navigate that, but then ultimately where you can find contentment at the end of it all. Yeah, that gospel for me, it reminds me of um, the final scene in that Richard Linklater film Before Midnight. Oh, wow. So, you, you know, for people, you know, the first two films, if you don't know, is this couple. The first film is this couple meeting when they're young. Second film is them trying to work out if they're going to be together third film is later deep into a intermarried life and you know how do we keep things just keep things working and you know they end up having this huge huge argument like awful great Say, scene though yeah great scene saying they were just the worst of things like all the venom just coming out i hate this about you and you know she storms out of this villa and goes and sits on a pier mm. and uh, then eventually the husband ethan Hawke, goes and joy, joins her julie delpy and they and they sit there and all this stuff has happened and it's but it's like so much can pass, but there's always there's always the next there's always the next step, and they just sort of sit there and they've just been horrible to each other, and everything's not perfect. But they're like, well, there's more time, so let's enjoy it together. And that's kind of what gospel feels like. It's like hundred percent. It's been claustrophobic and horrible, and a little bit in apartment story. But here we are. We got an icy drink. Let's let's just try and try and keep it going. But in true national form, it doesn't it doesn't paint that picture without including the the brushstrokes of sadness and 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 the and, yeah. the, and, the, and the, the undeniable aspects of there is still horror in the world you know they're watching the you know war on tv and we we don't hide away from that and there's a there's a truth to gospel that is absent from fake empire right and that and that's what it's about it's about the simple or, or my interpretation that i hold dearly now right is that it's about the simple uh, truthful happiness that you can find just and there, there are still going to be bad things. There are always going to be bad things in life. That's that's imbued in, in gospel. But this is a very much a place that you can get to, and I and I love it for that. And I think that's precisely why, yeah, gospel was never really up there, but now it's definitely in like my top ten national tracks. And I just love when it comes on how it feels to me now. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely changed the changed the feeling for me. I think I'm I, another th- one other thing. I, I feel really inspired by like the openness as I think speaking to Matt and you know having the rare opportunity to speak to Corinne like uh, say, saying you know you need to talk about what's on your mind is like mental health 101 right mm-hmm. it's like a fucking cliche but you know they really putting yourself out there is important like how many people are going to talk about you know the shitty thoughts they think in full view of their loved one you know it's very easy to just to hide all those things because you don't want to let for numerous reasons let a loved one see that side of you but it's it's brave to do that and i think it's i think it's important and putting yourself out there you know if you're if you're there or they're completely on the table then i think you have a better shot of 
success than if you know this is bowled up openness is is yeah that's that's a good word and and how many how many couples lay themselves as bare as that you know even though it's not about their their relationship it's but you know it's still letting on those those getting beating beating down all the doors and being like i'm gonna share these feelings like the worst Mm. feelings that that's one line it's not on boxer but it is a line that i've always loved it's like you never believe the shitty thoughts i think yeah i love that honesty of like you, we have to be honest about how we feel yeah. and that's something that matt and corinne it's such a unique songwriting experience i really i really can't think of a of a pair of songwriters or, or a songwriting duo i suppose we should call them or, or a songwriter and editor who work together in all discographies of all time i can't think of anyone who, who who's so like so honest and a married couple like sitting down to talk about how they feel about this you know and, and how how i'm feeling about you i really i really think that as listeners you get so much from that and as someone who is who is married it makes me think about like what, what am i not saying to my wife right now what mm. am i what am i feeling but uh, what am i avoiding i definitely think that um the, the writing in Boxer does encourage you to, to to have that difficult conversation and to be honest and to and to to be yourself around that other person. Yeah, it brings us back to you know tie your woman to your wrist, give her room to tie the other. Great line. Yeah, like I think I think we could all benefit from trying to incorporate that. Like I've always said that if I next enter into a relationship on day one, I'm going to write a list of every insecurity, <laughs> all of my things, and be like, and not not that I expect someone to you know handle me like with bubble wrap about them but just be like look these are all the things that i feel really fucking insecure about and i'm probably likely to get upset about please tell me yours and then all of them like i know it's embarrassing let's just do it let's get them all out there and then we can probably make each other like a little bit less anxious on a daily basis right <laughs> just do it and put it on your tinder profile now just like <laughs> this is what you're buying into <laughs> yeah i'm chris <laughs> um yeah and there's a there's a yeah there's 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 a lot to be said for that, and just having those 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 brutally honest conversations. Honesty, I think, is is a big is a big theme of uh, of of boxer, and, and and the fact that we address it straight away by looking at things like fake empire. You know, the word fake is the opposite of truth, and it's like we address it, and um, yeah, I think that I think that truth is is something that's explored quite a lot. I I, I, lo- I love the line that you picked out. Um, tie your woman to your wrist give her room to tie the other and then in in gospel um darling will you tie my string you know that kind of call i think it's a call back to that right mm. it has to be like that's the that's the decision they've made to, to tie their strings together and to to exist to coexist yeah there's no there's no downside to truth yeah definitely i i, I think that as you said mental health 101 like talk about what you're thinking about with a friend, a loved one, with yourself, with a counsellor, whoever. But like, ignoring thoughts is never is never a good thing. You've got to just let those let those emotions be born out and 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 let them come. And it's the only way to be. It's the only real healthy way to be. I think as well as truth. I think the one thing that's explored a lot in this album is balance. In the in the we mentioned before about the songwriting. There's always like a a, a call and response almost. And like every time. I think Matt spoke really well about how to how to construct a song, and once you've got enough of this, you need to just cut it through with that, right? I think even um, even the title of the album we, we explored with Corinne about how it's like if you put that X in the middle and it's like B O over this side and E R over here, it almost forms that kind of like yin yang of life. And there's 
it almost feels like in quite a lot of these songs there are two characters like either in brainy where it's someone's following someone around or like you're tying your string or you're there's two people in prison for jerks and working out how those two people coexist is kind of i think a central theme as well and how we as listeners of the album have our own sorts of like maybe our person or maybe just our own yin yang struggle to sort of resolve i'm i really admire how well balance is imbued through the album yeah i mm, i disagree with you slightly which is probably good because we're in concord like 99 percent of the time imbalance i think is is like is a, is like a thing that they go for as well as well and so it's like well a, that's a very balanced thing though <laughs> <laughs> balance and imbalance <laughs> it's like a, a yin yang if it was like drawn with a biro and it's not it's not a perfect yin yang in the it's a little like yeah that's that's great <laughs> balance balance but off kilter right yeah yeah because nothing is quite perfect right even the gospel yeah. ending with the gi blood you know yeah so, spins but on an axis you know it's not quite straight <laughs> yeah yeah i i have learned slowly and i'm still just learning it is is that if you make something that's pretty that's good it, it starts to become its own thing and i don't feel when we're out performing now i i it's i don't feel like i'm i'm performing our stuff for other people it's like those other people everyone at the shows and fans have made that stuff they've all they've had just as much if not more involvement in making that art good and and respected and loved but by by just calling attention to it and by saying hey telling their friends about it so it's like these are I, they you know it sounds stupid but like the the national and even the band and the who's in the band and and like it doesn't it's it doesn't feel like a like a like a band it feels like a big group of uh of people that have been talking about the same stuff for a while so we've been talking about these new interpretations we have of of boxer and how we've been experiencing the album the past few months but i think we wouldn't want to ignore the fact that one of the great things about music is how evocative it is and how it just reminds you of these really really specific moments in life and always always will do I mean, Boxer makes me think of a time when that kind of dull depression that you can only really experience once you're an adult hit me for the first time. Um, I remember I was doing too many drugs as a means to kind of fend off reality and try not to flunk out of my degree, frankly. And what few lectures I actually made it to were a good half an hour walk away from where I was living and it was freezing cold. For some reason, Boxer always brings to mind this completely unremarkable stretch, like a 10-metre stretch of a semi-suburban road that I had to walk down to get to those lecture theatres. It was a completely banal activity, a completely banal moment in my days, but such a clear and important memory. Boxer makes me think of a time when I could have spent more time focusing on my university degree, but I think I really heard the lyrics of Boxer, and because of that, I think I became someone who valued human connection over pure ambition and I think I lost a little bit of ambition truthfully and I'm glad that I did. I prioritised time with my friends and I would willingly like happily like drive three or four hours to go and see my girlfriend and just hang out with her in a different part of the country. Um, I think that came at a really formative time for me and I'm so glad that it did. Boxer makes me think of a time when I was walking around New York City at four in the morning and having a conversation with myself. Boxer makes me think of a time when I was a sophomore in college and I took an extended leave of absence. 
due to being diagnosed with anxiety and depression. Lived in my grandma's attic for like five months and just listened to that record over and over and over and over and over again. And um, I eventually went back Boxer to school. Boxer reminds me of a, the time when I first learned what depression really was. I had recently been dumped. I was still in love with the person who had dumped me. Every morning would consist of me getting up, putting on apartment story, showering until the song ended, and then thinking about that person all day. I did that for four straight months until we got back together, and I no longer had to listen to apartment story only. I finally got to listen to the whole album all the time. We're still together. Boxer makes me think of a time when I thought my life was gonna be finally all together. Um, I went with my boyfriend of two years to homecoming last year and we obviously heard Boxer live in full and it was so amazing because I have always loved that album ever since it came out. and. He really loved the national as much as I did. And I finally thought I found a partner in life who not only was a good partner, but we share the same love for music. Like for example, the national. Um, unfortunately, he passed away a few months later in an accident. And even though 2018 became one of the worst years of my life, I felt like the connection that we made with music such as the music that The National made, especially Boxer, since we heard it live, um, kind of helped me get through that year. So I felt like this album became way more important than it already was for me. Boxer reminds me of a time when the kids are finally asleep and I'm doing the dishes in a dark and quiet house. Um, it's it's gotten me through a horrible car crash. That transition, oh my gosh. I think I was probably the most hopeless romantic there ever has been. I was newly divorced and starting over. And I was just overcome with this sense of joy. Boxer reminds me of a time when I was a more callous person. Boxer makes me think of a time when I was a poor college student. Time when plasma for cash twice a week. Coffee and Flowers is hosted by Christopher Hooten and David Rapson and produced by Christopher Bolson. Julian Wharton composed the theme and engineers the show at the Bison Room in London. Very special thanks for season one to Matt Berninger, Aaron Desner, Bryce Desner, Brian Devendorf, Scott Devendorf, Corinne Besser, Peter Katis, Padman Newsom, Tom Berninger, Brandon Reed, Wayne Petty, Bella Blasco, Debbie Ball, Ned Airbar, Jess Ebsworth, Hanny Rapson, and Tom Hodgson. Thank you to the listeners who gave their memories of Boxer in our theme in season finale. Not all could be aired now, but will at a later date. Afsana Mim, Ale Morales, Alex Archer, Allison, Amy Rustic, Anita Hannig, Beth Nicholson, Blake Ryan, Cara Kent, Cecilia Giudotti, 
Chiara Trampetta, Christopher Edwards, Clay Cooper, Dana Winter, Daniel Lawless, Derek Nelson, Dylan Hall, Dylan Lawrence, EAS, Emily Cranfield, Eric Arenas, Gabriella Ilabaca, Hannah Guy, Hope Grunert, Ian Young, Jorge Morales Soto, Joshua Shoemaker, Julia Medina, Juliana Bodenstein, Kate Bauman, Kate DeLuca, Katya Coltyar, Kelly Lovell, Kevin Brinkman, Klaus Zwinger, Kristen Smith, Lance Hill, Larissa Andrioli, Lou Pearson, Marielena Cartagena, Morgan Faust, Ollie Levy, Pat McInnes, Pastroyu Anastasia, Rosa Papasiet, Saad Khan, Sam Helberg, Sarah Lopez, Taylor Finn, Tiago Cardoso, and Tunde Olatunji.